0: radioinfluence.com Are we taking our freedom for granted and actually willing to give it up? We better roll up our sleeves and fight for it or else we're going to lose it, declares journalist, author, web TV host Jamie Glazoff on this episode of United Patriots Uprising with Gary Benford. I'm your host, Gary Benford. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is available on RadioInfluence.com or your favorite podcast platform. A great way to show your support is by subscribing to this podcast, give it a rating, and leave a review. And be sure to tell your friends about the broadcast. It's rare to find someone whose roots include living in the Soviet Union, Canada, and the United States. Jamie Glazov has been there, done that, bought the T-shirt. He's here to sound the alarm against factions aligned against God, our country, and our Constitution, movements infesting our nation, seeking to destroy us from within. What can we do to stop these radical ideologies, agendas, and groups with bad behavior, evil intentions? Let's get into it. My guest holds a Ph.D. in history with a specialty in Russian, U.S., and Canadian foreign policies. He is the editor of Front Page Magazine, the author of the critically acclaimed and best-selling book *United in Hate: The Left's Romance with Tyranny and Terror*, and he's the host of the web TV show *The Glazov Gang*. His latest book is entitled *Jihadist Psychopath*. How he is charming, seducing, and devouring us. I am very, very happy to finally be able to bring to the show Mr. Jamie Glazoff. How are you, Jamie?
1: Fantastic. And it's such an honor and privilege to be here, Gary. Thank you so much.
0: And thanks for uh, hanging in with me, because as people don't know, it took me a little while to get this introduction together. So at least from your part, you're going to do your part and really rock the house, because one of the reasons I've wanted you on this show for quite a while is because of your background. So, please fill people in on why they should listen to you when you talk about communists, communism, or anything dealing with subversives, uh, you know, everything trying to, you know, collapse our Constitution, everything that is bad going on in America. Please tell them where you come from and how you got to be who
1: you are. Well, thank you, Gary. <clears throat> you know, I think I would start by just saying that I'll just. I'll just start by saying something that really annoys me. Um, it's the naivete in our society. Just even right now when people are like, just, just even so many conservatives, and they're, you know, when they report the news, when they're talking, they're like, oh, you know, Biden is really a failure. I mean, Biden's really clumsy and Biden's really screwing up. And that Trudeau, he's really stupid and idiotic. It's just, it's mind boggling. These are not stupid people. Right. These are, exactly right. These, these are not clumps. These are – exactly. And, and this is going to tie into where I'm from because the, most people or a very large majority of people, they have an emotional incapacity with the truth. So they can't really see the left for what it really is. And they have to believe, you know, O'Reilly did this all the time. You know, I really believe Obama really loves me. Obama loves America. Obama wants the right thing. But why is he doing this? Why is he doing this? And O'Reilly was always saying that over and over and over again. It's like, O'Reilly, it's not that complicated. Invite David Horowitz on your show, and he'll explain to you why Obama's doing this. He's, he's been elected. here. He's been on
0: my show, right? and he's told so, people, <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, And and so why I begin with that is – This is all a replay. The left is is a destructive, malicious force, and until we get that, uh, it just we're not going to be able to stop them. And uh, because you have, you know, as, as Sun Tzu advised, you have to know your enemy. And so, the Bolsheviks. You know, my family comes from the Soviet Union. I come from the former Soviet Union, and this has already all happened. This is not new. The Bolshevik Revolution. It's here now, but it's all the same tactics. It's all the same things. And so, anybody that knows about history or experienced communism, like my family did, we. And and and, and I don't mean this. You know, I, I don't want to come off condescending or listen to me. I, I I'm just saying it, it. It just maybe don't listen to me, but then listen to some other people that have come from a communist country. So, but, so, very so, and anyway, why I wanted to say all that is Bolsheviks and totalitarians operate in a certain way. They're psychopathic, sadistic, evil, demonic, totalitarian forces. They hate you, they hate freedom, they hate the individual. their their whole purpose is ground zero. They want to destroy the earth and build their quote-unquote paradise on the ashes of the earth that they destroyed. And that's what the Bolsheviks did in my country, in, this, in in Russia. That's what Mao Zedong did in China. That's what the Khmer Rouge did in Cambodia. That's what the Viet Cong and the North Vietnamese did in Vietnam. It's what the Castros did in Cuba. It's what the Sandinistas did in Nicaragua. It's what happened. I can just go on and on. Uh-huh. So, So it's not new. It's not new. Just listen to what uh, Kamala Harris is saying, "Listen to what Hillary is saying. Listen to how they speak and what they talk about. It's communist ideology, and it's not an exaggeration to say that. And so, so I'll try to make this quick because we have a lot of things to talk about. Uh, my my dad and mom were very, very brave people, uh, very honorable people, very noble people, and I, I thank the Lord." that I was graced and honored to uh, to have such parents. And they stood up for freedom in the Soviet Union. They stood up for prisoners of conscience. They stood up for freedom of religion. They stood up for people that were in prison. My dad, even as a young man, was worried about the invasion of Czechoslovakia, about the invasion of Hungary. He knew he was growing up in a slave camp. And he ended up taking a stand. My mom also took a stand and this, this will be for another show, but to make a long story short, they were able to get out of that hellhole. And, uh, you know, we, we were in Italy for a little while because we were Christians and we were persecuted for that as well in the Soviet union. And, uh, we landed in the United States for a little while. Then we moved up to Canada. And so my, guess, my The listeners might be able to discern that I say about a little bit differently and I might say A at the end of my sentences. Uh, but I came down here uh, some years back and uh, I'm very concerned because we escaped the Soviet Union, Gary, but the Soviet Union has now come to us.
0: Jamie, that is so terrifying. I've had so many people on this show uh, Virginia Prodon, uh, Bridget Gabriel, all kind of people that have talked about either the communists or the jihadis and how exactly what they got away from has come right here. So I guess the question is, how the heck did we get into this dire straits situation nationally? And, and can we get out of this?
1: Well, exactly, Gary. I think all of us to some degree are disoriented on several levels. Uh, sometimes I'm a bit careful of what should I discuss and what, you know, how do I approach a certain topic? And and sometimes we just have to start from the very beginning and to be very truthful. Those of us who believe in God and those of us who are Christian, in my view, we understand it the most. That's not to be exclusive of our Jewish brothers and sisters who also see the spiritual battle, who also have many, many view uh, Mm -hmm. understandings and spiritual understanding as we do. Uh, But why I'm saying all this is we have to understand that this is a spiritual battle. If you don't understand that there's a spiritual battle happening, you're not going to see it because once you understand the fall and the brokenness in which we live, there you go. the broken the broken parking lot that this is, once you understand why Christ had to come and give his life for us, and once you understand the existence of Satan and what he's trying to do here, then you begin to start to understand, oh, is that why people have to put a mask on their face to hide the image of God? hide the image of the creator. Now, who would be behind that? Oh, the the attack on individualism, the attack on freedom. Uh, You know, you begin to see because overall, and I'm not a complete expert on this, Gary, but we know one thing that Satan hates humans and he hates freedom and he hates the individual. And so as I began to study and I dedicated my life to this and, you know, even little, you know, just, just a look anywhere. What do we want to discuss? Okay. Maoist unisex clothing. What were they trying to do there? to take away the individual characteristics of the human being, get everybody in the Maoist unisex clothing. Oh, all of a sudden you've got the hijab and the burqa. Oh, again, trying to make everybody the same and take away individual characteristics. Oh, now we've got the mask on people's face. See, once you begin to understand the, the dark forces behind this thing, you begin to see what's happening. So I just want to start with that, that we have to – the, we have to recognize that there's a spiritual battle happening, number one. so And that's where the leftist belief system comes from. Because that lie that was told by the serpent in the Garden of Eden, you can be God. This is the core of the leftist enterprise. Because, you see, they're making themselves gods. They don't need to apologize or to repent to God and to believe in Jesus they're their own gods but as Christians we know that we can't create a perfect world we need to get on our on our knees and to repent and ask for forgiveness through Christ's blood what the left believes is human blood will redeem the earth and they're the gods that will sacrifice people you see You're doing it forever. Yeah, yeah, and this is what Mao, this is why Mao was saying why it's so important to kill as many people as possible. So look, Gary, um, at the risk of um, me going on for hours here, I'll just say in these couple sentences here, they've been planning this for years. The left has never stopped. This has been going on for decades. I mean, obviously it's been going on for centuries in one way or another, but in terms of this leftist agenda, of destroying the United States because they hate America. They have to get rid of America. Nothing's going to work out with them for them if they don't destroy America. But once they destroy America, it's bad news for the whole planet. But the left has been waging this war for decades. They took over academia. They took over Hollywood. They took over the higher culture. They took over Hollywood and the media, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's prime time now. They've got their Biden in office. They've got their Tr- Trudeau in office. They've got the technology of the iPhones. They've got this nice little virus that they got them. They got the solution for the virus. They got Klaus Schwab pulling the strings. You know, so everything's come together for them just perfectly. These are not idiots. These are not naive fools. These are very sinister people who are plotting and putting together a Chinese-style mass surveillance system over the entire planet. And you can roll your eyes. Some of the people that are listening are rolling their eyes. Oh, you conspiracy theorists. This guy's crazy. Oh, let me put my mask on, or I won't be allowed to get into this store. Oh, now I've got to take my 10th shot of this serum that I don't know what's in it. It's like, wake up. You know, like the, the people who are mocking us, are the ones walking around with muzzles around their face, putting these strange potions into their bodies and, and and tens of thousands are harmed and paralyzed and dying from it. But I'll stop right there.
0: Well, you nailed that. I mean, really nailed that, Jamie. And what I'm going to do, you gave the spiritual reason. I'm going to piggyback on what you just said and just kind of tie this up. With the secular reason as it would apply to what people can actually see, because so many people have with the Democrats having taken God out of the workplace, out of the schools in the government may not quite understand the whole scope of what happened in the garden, the fall of mankind. But here's what happened, people. When we fell in the garden, when God told Adam and Eve, you can eat of any tree in the, in the garden except that one tree, the tree of life, because then, you you know, he said, you'll die. OK, and they died three ways. You died physically. You died spiritually. And it set, shut you or cut you off with God. OK, the, the point of the matter was this. Ever since then, we've lived in a fallen society. What the United States was, was God's blessing of the first country that was birthed to be free. Why were you able to be birthed to be free? Because Jesus, as Jamie said, came back, died on the cross, and paid for our sins. That broke the bond of sin, broke Satan's hold on the world, and gave us, through Christ, an opportunity to be free and to live free, from all the wrongs in this world. Doesn't mean you will, but it means if you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have the opportunity to do that. This country was birthed with a constitution that was based on Judeo-Christian values. This nation was born free. Yeah, there were slaves, but look at what we did. We got rid of slavery. Again, we're fallen people. So, everything that this country was meant to be was meant to be free, And because of that, it is the number one target and has been since it existed of the devil. And that's why the bad people, the left, they took out took God out of the workplace, the schools, and the government. Now, people have no clue about God, no clue about Jesus Christ. no clue is being taught, no longer being taught in the schools. Most people in the evangelical churches just went inside the doors, closed the doors and just worship in spirit and truth in private and just gave this country away to all these bad people and now we have to take it back. Is that a fair assessment?
1: Absolutely, Gary, amen and very profound. And about quote unquote taking it back, the problem has been is that the left fights 24 seven. And for many, many years, and you know, David Horowitz showed this the best and talks about this the best. Conservatives overall, they don't like culture war. They don't understand that there's a war at play. You know, a lot of conservatives, you know, they're having a barbecue. By the way, I'm, I'm, I'm using just an example. I'm not against mm-hmm. barbecues. I, yeah, mean, I love they live barbecues. Their life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they, yeah, yeah, I just mean they're having their barbecue, you know they're they make, you know, seeing their friends, mowing their lawns. They're living life. And and then maybe the subject comes up and they're like, oh, if a jihadist comes into this country, I'll shoot him on my front doorstep and he shows up here. And it's very tragic because they're not involved in the sense of stopping that jihadist from coming into the country in the political sense. Over the years, a lot of conservatives have not been engaged in culture war. And people like David Horowitz make them uncomfortable. Because they just want to be nice. You know, there's been a lot of Romneys. Remember how Romney behaved in his third foreign policy Mm -hmm. debate, uh, in his -hmm. his third debate on foreign policy with Obama? He was trying to be nice. And, you know, that's not, this is the problem. So the left has been waging war. The left wages war 24-7. And a lot of conservatives are just living their lives. And we should be living our lives. But you've got to get involved. And thank God, more and more conservatives over the years have woken up. And we see these beautiful people uh, like the truckers that we just saw in Canada, wonderful people. And some truckers are heading to D.C. right now. Now, here's another issue. There's a push back here, back and forth. There's a war going on here because the scary thing, too, is how totalitarians exploit this stuff to impose martial law. So that's Mm -hmm. another scary thing that we can discuss. But overall, you've got it exactly right. And uh, the left is getting more and more powerful, and these are sinister people, and they want to destroy the United States. This is what a lot of conservatives just do not understand and do not want to understand. and uh, and uh, obama this is Obama's third term. He had unleashed the fires on a lot of levels of increasing racial tensions and just damaging the foundations of the United States and, you know, by, you know, Hillary was supposed to finish off what Obama started. That didn't work out for them. Trump, what a great man, loved this country. They hated him. They hated him. They had to get rid of him. Uh The globalists and the left had to get rid of Trump. He was, he's in the way. You know, the first president that really stood up to China and looked out for American interests, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, now they got Obama's third term happening now, and they're succeeding. They're succeeding. They're opening up the border. What you think what happened in Afghanistan was a mistake? This is all calculated. Uh-huh. an eight year old knows to take equipment out before you evacuate. This is all calculated. They hate this country. They hate America. They hate everything it stands for and they want to destroy it. And until people accept that, and it's going to, you know, a lot of people don't want to accept it because it just depresses them too much. And they have an emotional incapacity and they can't get through the day unless they entertain these fairy tales uh, that, you know, we all just want the same thing. We just disagree on how to get there. No, 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 no. These people don't want the same thing. And when they take power completely, You think that you're just going to not be allowed into Gelson's and Ralph's? No, you're going to be in a gulag.
0: You know, you're you're telling them. And and this this is serious stuff, people. By the way, before we go on, you've mentioned David Horowitz twice. And I think one of the reasons the left can't stand David Horowitz is he used to be one of them. he, He came up. You know, uh, a leftist was a was a Marxist for a long period of time. He was living in England and eventually saw the light for 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 several reasons and has changed. And I see they know he knows where all the skeletons are buried. So he, he poses a threat. So you could they could look at a guy like you and say, well, you were always conservative. What do you know? But, you know, a guy like Horowitz used to be one of them. And when you change sides that way, that's that's the real dangerous person uh
1: both yeah, before, and also, right, yeah, and also gary, if uh, if I'm not mistaken, you as is a, a black American, uh they have they there's certain, forces and individuals out there that they just can't handle. And and it's like an exorcism to them. They just the white foam starts, the, the eyes start going to the back of the head because in terms of the black Americans, they need to keep them on the leftist um, plantation. You vote Democrat, you're a victim, America has oppressed you. And all of a sudden somebody like you, Larry Elder, Candace Owens, the things that you begin to say, it just destroys everything the left needs to survive. And I, so I know what you mean. And yeah, they hate the ex-leftists. They hate the minorities that have become conservative. Um, absolutely. There's certain uh, people out there that they, they really are afraid of the most and hate the most. And, uh, and I'm sure you've uh, definitely uh, you know had to protect yourself from their ugliness and their venom.
0: Well, you know what? Believe it or not, I'm going to tell you why I haven't gotten a lot of it. Now, I was I was on the Democratic mm. plantation. I I was drinking the Kool Aid until I was 47 years old. I didn't get saved, born mm. again, until 47. Once I became born again, my identity was in Christ, not in not in not in being black or white, not in being male or female, mm. or and not in my uh, class, race, gender. That's the unholy trio of, of of Satan. And what ended up happening is I really. Got born again. What well, I mean, I I I really got into the Bible. I really got into Scripture. I really started to learn from God and from the Word what was expected of me as a follower of Christ. So mainly, people leave me alone for the most part because if they try and mm. go after me, I go Bible on them, and they 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 mm. don't they don't want any part of that. But mm. it's but you, you know how they feel and you know how they think and 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 yeah. you, you you understand where it's coming from now. Uh, Why are so many people either willing to take freedom for granted or are seemingly so willing to give it up now, to surrender it? See, because we have had such prosperity in this country, it's like they don't think we can lose it. And we're starting to lose our rights and everything. Mm. And one of the things you know, one of the great tactics of the left is Every time they can scare you with something, they can get you to give up some more of your rights to try Mm -hmm. and be safe. And where they're the one that created the
1: situation to scare you in the first place. Mm. Mm. Absolutely, Gary. Well, look, uh, we're in a situation, the left has been very, very clever. And decade after decade, they emasculated the males decade after decade they masculinized the females this is all very much part of it because can you imagine if right now in charge of our society would be the mentality and you know people like Clint Eastwood John Wayne would be ruling in in power and somebody would come and go, Oh, there's a virus, So we need to put our masks on and hide inside. It's 99% chance you're going to survive it. But we need to go hide behind a couch in our house. John Wayne, Clint Eastwood, Sylvester Stallone, Chuck Norris. Imagine these people ruling our society. They'd say, shut up. If you're scared, stay home. Now let's keep moving on and living our lives. But guess who's in charge of society now? Whoopi Goldberg, Rosie O'Donnell, Joy Behar, Oprah Winfrey—absolutely. Oh, you know—it's—it's—it's it's, it's become a feminized society. And now I have—now we have to be very careful what we're going to say. Like what I say here next is, I'm not putting down women.
0: Uh-huh. It's great
1: to be a woman. It's great to be a man. It's wonderful to be a woman. It's wonderful to be a man. But there are certain realms where women are great at functioning in, and there are certain realms that men are functioning in. This is not allowed to be discussed anymore, but there's a reason why it's probably a good idea for women that are over 200 pounds not to get into the ring with Tyson Fury or Mike Tyson in the past, or Andrew Holyfield or Deontay Wilder today. There's a reason for that. There's also a reason why there's probably not a good idea for men to try to have babies. And so this is all not allowed to be said here, but what, what I'm getting at here is the culture was feminized and and we've lost our toughness. So that's one thing happening. Well Jamie, let me stop adult- you
0: right there. Let me yeah. stop you right there yeah. because I do want to make one comment for people to think about mm-hmm. what you just said. Let's yeah. go back, let's go back into the day. And just imagine if our country was like it is today with the feminization that you're speaking about when Adolf Hitler was trying to conquer the world, we'd be speaking mm. German if we were still alive, right?
1: Absolutely. And the men that landed at D-Day, those tough men that, 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 that landed at Normandy, what do we have today? Who's fighting for us? This is the thing, this generation, where is the courage and bravery? Compare the guy wearing I, I see couples out there, the guy has a mask on and the woman doesn't. They're walking alone on the street. Compare that to what you just said in terms of who men were during the Second World War. And so today, part of this is that a courage and bravery and manhood... They've succeeded. The left succeeded. They they succeeded in taking out that toughness in the American character. Everything that's happened to testosterone rates, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. So Jamie, I think I interrupted you. Go ahead. No,
0: no, I interrupted you. But, Jamie, you know, one thing, they're evil. But when I watch the North Korean army and when I watch the Chinese army and watch those thousands of guys marching in lockstep with those high steps, that stuff looks intimidating. I mean— that those armies that what, what are we thinking about we're looking at all these mm. foreign armies that are real soldiers ready to kick butt and take names and and we're mm. uh, uh, yeah well, what are we yeah.
1: thinking yeah yeah absolutely absolutely Gary and then just to crystallize my thoughts here cuz I just I've been you know dedicated my life to trying to figure all this out and so then there's the other thing. And like, I think even just let's think about even our private lives. Like I'm, I'm very much an individual. I do what I want and I've always been very free and I operate very freely and do what I want. And I get a lot of pushback in society. There's always people trying to suffocate me. There's always people trying to tell me not to do something. There's, you know, it's a very interesting and perhaps that resonates with you. Why I'm saying that is when Reagan said that in every generation that generation is one generation away from tyranny mm-hmm. unless yep. that generation gives its blood
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that's a mystery in the human condition but it's it's a great truth that freedom is not a natural state it has to be fought for at every moment because there's some kind of energy spiritual force in the world that is trying to suffocate it at every moment and why i even brought up in our private lives in our individual lives we know that for sure those of us that are free people we know the people around us that are always trying to suffocate us so on a larger scale there's a hatred of freedom and so every generation fought for that Right. So you go back, you go back to the Civil War and then you go here and then you go here in, in every generation. And so in the Second World War, those American boys that that went and fought and, and the American boys and girls, you know, to whatever degree is what the participation was in gender wise in those days where well, you understand what I'm saying, the, the Americans that gave their lives in Korea and Nam, And now today, who's, who, what is this generation doing for the next generation? Excuse me. What is this generation doing? And the thing is, is that this generation, a huge part of it has a mask on and uh, is listening very, very studiously to critical race theory and flagellating themselves with a whip that they're, uh, they're not politically correct enough. And it's very troubling because if we're not going to fight for freedom,
0: it's going to be gone. You know that Pe- people think we see, we have to think one of the things I think has happened, Jamie. We've stopped thinking. OK, think about this, people. So they want you to wear the mask. They want you to wear the mask. Never mind that God created a system of your antibodies that corrects everything. So there's going to be a certain percentage of people that die, but they die to the flu. When the swine flu claim, Obama didn't tell people to put a mask on. He didn't shut the government down. He didn't shut the economy down. Some people died. The, the thing just passed on and then it was gone. You know. So, so it was, they didn't shut the country down. Okay, the mask is supposed to be so important. So why don't they close the southern border where all these people are coming across the southern border with no masks? We don't know who they are. We don't know what they have, and they don't care. See, people, you have to understand, please, think, think, think. Why is it that they, 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 were, they were talking about, well, children, they don't need it. Oh, it would be dangerous for children. Now they have children wearing it, wearing a mask, but their parents now don't have to wear the mask, and the kids go home, and they go back to school, but the rate of this growth supposedly that they're talking about is minimal. You must understand this is all political, correct, Jamie? And if I'm wrong, please tell me.
1: Absolutely, Gary, you're absolutely right. And I'll just add another chapter to that. And there's a spiritual component because what's happening right here it's very much interconnected to the serpent's lie in the garden of eden because you can live forever you see you see it's interconnected mm-hmm. with mortality and humans' fear of death and this and the serpent tried to to fool and he tried to to toy with that that you 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 can live forever but it's interconnected with that because it's human beings who are fallen we have to face mortality we will die and and what's happening right now is there's a spiritual component here where there's a lie here it's interconnected oh you might die you might die so you've got to do this and you've got to do that and don't go outside and just you know i was just you know joy behar with you the other day i just i don't know It's just very difficult to sit through that show. But uh, some people have to do it to keep an eye on the left. But she was just saying that it's not safe yet. She just might wear a mask indefinitely. Well, you know, here's a, I mean, I have an idea. Why don't all of us kill ourselves? Because if we all kill ourselves, then we won't get coronavirus. If we all kill ourselves, then we might not get in a car accident. Where I'm going with this is life is not safe. Life is not safe. There's always risks. We're fallen uh, humans, and and we still have to live our lives, and we have to put our faith in God. Amen. And accept our mortality. You see, and so when we say, "Oh, I don't believe in," like a lot of people tell me, "Oh, I." you know, I've got people talking to me recently. They're like, I don't believe in God. And they're wearing a mask and just got their 25th booster. And I just laugh because you don't believe in God? What are you talking about? Of course you believe in God, but you you believe in the God that you've created. You're engaged in idolatry. You're worshiping something too. You're worshiping the mask. You're worshiping the vaccines. You're worshiping Gates and Fauci. So when we, lo- when we aren't, Praising Jesus Christ and God, and of course in other faiths, it, it, you know our Jewish brothers and sisters also praising, you know God. Um, when you don't do that, there's a human need to worship, and they end up worshiping these diabolical the things. But, the idol, right? But 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 I know. I'm, I might have seemed like I was straying there, but the puzzle does come together in the sense that this is spiritual and, and we as human beings, when the, when the people today say, Oh, it's not safe. It's not safe. Life is never safe. It's never going to be safe, but we don't stop living because we might die. And there's right. a spiritual component to that. And it's connected to the serpent's lie and what he succeeded in now is stay in your house, do not live, never come out, and then you might live longer or forever because the transhumanism is coming in now and they're gonna have all kinds of other tricks that they're up to.
0: And take this vaccine and these boosters which will break down your antibodies so what you thought Mm -hmm. was gonna kill you in the virus, the vaccine will finish you off.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's very clever what they've done. It's very clever what they've done. And it's actually evil. Couple,
0: I think it's evil,
1: frankly. It, it's clever. It's, well, absolutely. Absolutely. When I say that, I mean, you know, like what the serpent did with Eve was very clever and very evil. I'm just saying these are very, very clever, sinister, evil, demonic people. So when I say clever, in no way am I patting them on the back in a good way. Um, so, but it's very, they're very, very clever what they've done because, uh, they, they, you see, it's very interesting. They know human nature. They know how to get to people. So of course, fear. Okay. So definitely they got that down, the fear, the fear. And then because of the feminized society and lower testosterone rates, we've got also, a lot of leftist women in, in in charge and, you know, masking everybody, right? We've got all that going on. Uh, but I'll also say this. You see, I've been thinking about this a lot because a lot of the leftists I know, this one leftist woman told me recently that she wears a mask just so people know that she's not a Trump voter. She has to let people know that she didn't wear vote for Donald Trump. And then there's these other people I know. I know these people in my personal lives. I observe them. Oh, when they put on that mask, oh, they're so good. You see, they're very good. You see, Jamie Glasoff, he doesn't care about other people. He, he, he's, he's a murderer. He's selfish, but me, I'm good. And guess what else I'm doing? I'm saving lives. Oh, oh, and guess what? You see, Jesus is a savior. But now we don't need Jesus anymore because they are saviors. You see, Gary, you see how they replaced it? That you see the globalists and these demonic forces were able to come up to a person and say, hey, we know that we're all rotten. But guess what? You're not rotten. You don't need Jesus's salvation. All you have to do is put that mask on and go outside. And you're a savior, too. It's the make your own savior kits. We don't need Jesus anymore because we make ourselves saviors. And that's what the mask is on many, many levels. They've tapped into allowing a lot of people to feel very good about themselves and to virtue signal. And that's a very powerful tendency in life. It's given people meaning. And just like people liked having a Communist Party membership, now they get to be part of this savior cult. And I'm not saying that it's on every level. I know some people have to wear a mask, otherwise they won't be able to go teach or whatever. Some people just have to make these decisions. But I'm just saying this is a part of it, what they've tapped into in this pandemic. They've really worked on fear, but they've also worked on bringing out the savior cult complex that they've tapped into many people who just love virtue signaling now.
0: I hear you, Jerry. I I hear you, Jamie, and my head's ready to explode because there's an obvious question I have to ask you. And an obvious question. And before I ask the question, try not to give the answer that we know. And the answer that we all know, it's because they're hypocrites. But I'm going to, based on what you just said, that these people wearing the mask, they are saving the very people that wear the mask. Are the same people that we're talking about Trump ripping babies away from their mothers at the southern border. Yeah. Are the very same people that murder people and support murdering babies in the womb. So if they're saying, oh, we're wearing a mask so we can save. They're the same people that support abortion. Why? And how can they justify it? And please. Try and give me an
1: answer other than they're hypocrites. Yeah, well, Gary, what you just referred to—I dedicated my whole life to trying to understand this. And um, I remember during my uh, my PhD years, just the, the let's just say the feminist colleagues in the graduate department, and they were just on the verge of tears because. It's just, you know, abortion, women's rights, abortion, women's rights, abortion, women's rights, abortion. They're really concerned about women. But for some reason, it's just all about abortion and, you know, uh, what some religious evangelical, Christian evangelical said somewhere. But anyway, so I come in with a petition. I'm like, hey, you're really interested in women's rights, you know, the honor killings that are happening the female genital mutilation that's happening in the Islamic world to women. Can you just sign this petition here that <laughs> you uh, are against uh, the Islamic ideology and theology that serves as a buffer to this persecution of women, and you know leads to child forced child child marriage, forced marriage, segregation, forced veil child slavery, yeah, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then they turn ashen white and they don't want to sign it. And they 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 call me a fascist. And so all my life I've been interested in that. So you're for women's rights, but you don't want to hear what Bridget Gabriel has to say about what happens to women in the Islamic world. And, you know, you're also very much for gay rights, but all of a sudden you don't want to talk about what happens to gays under the Taliban and, and, and uh, you know, in the Islamic world and you're very much for, you know, you're very much against slavery. They're also very much against slavery and they're always talking about American slavery that existed in the past and absolutely atrocious and uh, nobody would disagree with that. But what I'm interested in is you're so against slavery, but, Arab slavery goes on till this day. Mm -hmm. In five countries in Africa, Mm -hmm. Arabs have black people as slaves. Uh, You know, just go to Charles Jacobs' work and you'll see this is going on till this day. So obviously, it's never about what they're talking about, right? So when you say hypocrites, absolutely. So it's always something other than that. It's not really. Everything that they pretend that they're for when they're crying about how Trump was mean to Rosie O'Donnell uh, and they you know, but yet they don't care about what's happening to women under the Taliban. Obviously something's going on.
0: You're and, right about uh, that. And you know what? And
1: go and, ahead, go ahead. Yeah. And so, and so that's what United in Hate was about. Because when after 9-11, when the troops went into Afghanistan and then into uh, in Iraq And then I was watching the anti-war demonstrations and these feminists are marching with Islamists and they're screaming, Allahu Akbar. And the feminists are, these radical feminists are screaming Allahu Akbar in these demonstrations. And I was thinking you would get killed within 10 seconds if the guy you're marching next to took over. And then, so I decided to write United and hate to understand and, and explain this leftist mindset. So in the end, Of course, they're hypocrites, but they're hypocrites because all of their quote-unquote causes for women, for minorities, for gays, for this and this and this, those are just weapons that they use to beat their own society. The key is that they need to destroy their own society. They need to destroy their host democratic society, and they manipulate all of these causes Uh, simply to beat their own society. And if something cannot be used to beat their own society and destroy their own society, they're not interested.
0: Yeah, I hear you. And it comes back to one thing that the uh, radicals have been saying for years. I heard it for the first time in the 60s. And outside of being hypocrites, it comes down to this. It's never about the issues. It's always about the revolution, never about the issues always about the revolution. And the revolution is to collapse and overthrow the Constitution of the United States because that's the only thing that stands in the way of their socialist communist utopia. See, so they want to get us to get rid of that. That's why they're trying to make the founding fathers slave owners and uh, and and that's because they own slaves, some of them, that makes them unqualified to write a constitution. So we want to write it and rewrite it and write it the way we want it. It's social justice and all that CRT and all their crap. Uh, Jamie, here's a, a difficult question for you because I'm going to ask you to choose between two of your own books. But which book should we be more concerned about right now? United in Hate or Jihadist Psychopath? And don't say it's a tie. Which one, which of those two issues right now is right at the forefront And I know they're both major issues for us in this country, but which one right now do you think is the prevalent issue?
1: Well, I would say United in Hate um, because I really, really delve into the leftist mindset. And what I did in United in Hate is I documented the leftist romance with communist tyranny. So I showed the history of the fellow travelers And the fellow travelers are the leftists that traveled to these communist despotisms to find heaven uh, where there was hell. And many of them died. And and they, of course, uh, sacrificed their own lives there because this is a death wish ultimately. But I showed how these leftists traveled to the Soviet union during the Stalinist era. And they were just in love with Stalinist Russia while Stalin was killing millions of people. They did the same thing with Mao, Mao's China. They, They did the same thing in North Vietnam. They did the same thing in Cuba, Sandinista, Nicaragua. So I show this flirtation that leftists have with these killing fields. Then I showed the next stage, the the romance with Jihad after 9-11. I mean, the left was just in ecstasy with 9-11. And then they had this romance with Jihad, and it continues to this day. And what I want to do is do an updated version of United in Hate, because precisely what's happening now with this romance with the mask is completely, completely in line, all very logical. And actually, it takes on a very literal form, because, Gary, in United in Hate, I was showing that the left, you see, the left hates man for who and what he is. The left wants to sterilize the earth it wants to disinfect the world because it hates man it 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 want the, the the left wants to get back to eden without god and they yep. want to sterilize and disinfect humans and make the new soviet perfect man the disinfected sterile man and they're cleaning the earth with human blood to disinfect it you see but now think about sterilization and disinfection because this is actually taking on a literal form now because now they need to disinfect and sterilize the earth from the Corona virus. You see, mm-hmm. and, and, and now uh, riding that wave, they can also kill a lot of people. The key is for them is just to kill, kill, kill. And, uh, Punish humans, sadistically torture humans, and take away their freedom and individual rights, and uh, and that's happening very quickly here. It's very very scary. And and Gary, the thing that gets me the most is they're telling you, like you know, some of the leftists I, I was arguing with over the last year or two, and they're like, oh, you know, you're very paranoid, and Jamie's, you know, just listen to Klaus Schwab. Read his book. Listen to what he's saying. Listen to these people. They're bragging about it. They're telling you what their plans are. You will own nothing and you will be happy. This is what Klaus Schwab's up to. He's been boasting about how he's got all these people in the Western governments that are, are, you know, working on his behalf. They're telling us what they're up to.
0: Yeah, I I hear you. And, you know, you opened up the door for something that I was really interested in hearing you speak on because you've started to use words like sterilization. And cleansing. And one of the topics that you talk about, which I haven't heard too many people talking about today, is the legit the legitimacy of talking about Nazism in the context of what's happening now. Most people understand the Nazis lost, you had the trials at Nuremberg, all the records were read, they were Germany was denazified, all Nazis were either jailed, killed, kicked out. So Nazism is supposed to be gone. But you bring up about the legitimacy of Nazism in context with what's happening today, please let the people know what you're talking about.
1: Right. Thank you, Gary. Um, Well, look, the way that these leftists like to drown us out Is when you begin to talk about this you know they have their they have the card that they play right so they play the racist card and then they pretend that they're very concerned about anti-semitism when all you have to do is look at their record on uh, ignoring what's happening to israeli citizens over the decades at the hands of you know palestinian terror and you wonder how much they care about anti-semitism but anyway the card that they use right now is how dare you talk about Nazis and and the the Nazi Germany you're really trivializing and minimizing the Holocaust you think that what happened in Auschwitz is the same as you having to wear this little piece of cloth on your face oh and you know they they really distort what we're saying and and they're very good at it they're very good at it in a very evil way what we're saying what I'm saying is what Naomi Wolf, and I give her so much credit because she was very much part of the left, and she's really on the front lines here uh, now. Very heroic woman. And uh, Naomi Wolf recently wrote an article called The Subtlety of Monsters. And Mm. everybody should Google that. And she explained it thoroughly and the best. And this is also something that Dr. Vladimir Zelenko is talking about. He's talking about how... This is Holocaust 2.0, that the first Holocaust was just a dry run for them. This is an Orthodox Jew saying this. Rabbi Hananya Wiseman talks about this. Vera Sharaf, a Holocaust survivor, is also saying this. So this is Jewish people saying this as well, okay? So the key here is, is what we're saying when we talk about Nazi Germany and pointing to today. We're not trivializing the Holocaust What we're saying is what Vera Sharaf is saying. And Vera Sharaf says, Auschwitz was not Auschwitz overnight. Auschwitz just didn't happen overnight. It happened over a long period of time. So what we're saying is totalitarian structures build their totalitarian concentration camps in increments, step Mm -hmm. by step. So during Nazi Germany, oh, well, you know what? You just got to put this uh, this uh, cloth on your shoulder here with this Star of David. You just got to put that on. You know, just just put that on for now. Oh, you know, hey, we got to keep you people safe. You just got to come over, over to this little Warsaw ghetto over here. Okay, a couple of years later, oh, you know what? You just got to get on this train to go over here. You see, like it it all works in increments what they're doing. That's what we're saying. And so when you look at also how the doctors were cooperating with Nazi Germany in terms of all this stuff they were doing and how they started to demonize sick people and what they were doing in terms of euthanasia, blah, 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 in different ways. And so the point here is, is it begins with just put this mask on. It begins with just stay at home. It begins with you can't say this on YouTube. It begins with you just got to take this shot. And then in increments, in increments, you get the Gulag Archipelago. And uh, Naomi Wolf, probably one of the most powerful essays out there right now that explain it thoroughly and very, very professionally and intelligently. The subtlety of monsters, Naomi Wolf, everybody look it up.
0: Yeah, yeah. and uh, very good. Thank you for putting her out there. And we know this, what you just said, is the boiling frog theory. Like if you take a frog, so, you know, stick him in water that's uh, room temperature and just up it a degree or two every half hour, he will boil uh, comfortably. They just keep moving us and moving us into into what they want us incrementally. And they're, they're always patient and taking their time. And next thing you know, mm. and people are looking around and wondering how they lost their life. You're, you're looking around and saying, gee, it was just a little while ago we were on Father No Loves Best and Leave It to Beaver and Dennis the Menace and My Three Sons. And now all of a sudden, you know, where are we? How did we get into this this rabbit hole? You know, it, it's a mess yeah. here. It's a mess. Well, uh, please go
1: ahead. Go ahead. And and Gary, this is very close to my heart, this particular issue. I'm very interested in denial. I'm very interested in emotional incapacity of, I would say, most people or a very large majority of people. I run into it. Okay, before I say that, I'll say this, who I have a lot of um, who I have a lot of. Anger towards, disdain towards. Uh, I can maybe use other words. In the 30s, these kind of Jews that said these kind of things to these kind of Jews. There were the Jews Mm -hmm. who were brave, who were honest, and called a spade a spade. And there were Jews who were saying, these people are going to kill us. They are building some kind of totalitarian genocidal infrastructure, they're going to kill us all. And then there were certain Jews at that time that were laughing at them and mocking them and saying, oh, you're so pessimistic. Everything's going to be okay. You have to be optimistic. We're entering the first half of the 20th, uh, 21st century now, or excuse me, the 20th century now. But the the, the kind of arrogant people that were mocking the quote-unquote doomsday warners, right? Mm-hmm. But who turned out to be right? Mm-hmm. And 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 I have a problem with those people, and a lot of them are around me. And of course, when I when I mention those certain um, scoffing Jews, at the truth-telling Jews, this transcends also race and faith and color and all atmospheres because we always have those people who really pride themselves on being optimists and i have that today and it it, it, it actually really irritates me and i've actually just stopped talking to a lot of conservatives because i get a lot of this like i'll be explaining what's happening i'll be explaining what's coming down the line and they'll be like oh jeannie you need to have faith and i'm always thinking no actually actually you need to have faith because don't teach me about faith. Don't teach somebody that comes from a country where they killed 50, 60 million of my people and killed my whole family. Don't talk to me about faith and sermon me on these kind of things because I have faith and I can get through the day by, by knowing that evil exists in the world and on knowing that evil is coming. I, I just want to say quickly, something that just really moves me and brings me to tears and is at the epicenter of my life. Paul Johnson wrote a book, The History of the Jews. And there's a part in that book where he wrote that a lot of the survivors talked about this. They said that on the night before, many of them knew that they would be gassed and killed. The night before, they pretended that they had glasses of red wine in their hands and they clicked. They they cheered and clicked their imaginary glasses to a beautiful world. And that always brings tears to my eyes. That, but that moment right there is what I'm dedicated to. And so, Gary, where I'm going with this is I celebrate life every day. I don't get like I'm not saying that there's not pain in our heart when evil triumphs and when we see all these evil things happening, but I can get through the day. I still celebrate life. I still thank God for his creation and I still in, live But there's a lot of people who they can't accept the evil reality. And in their emotional incapacity and in their cowardice, they try to shut us up and they give us these lectures about, oh, everything's going to be all right. We're optimists. You need to do, 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 do. And these are very, very bad people, Gary. And this is very close to my heart because because of your blindness, because of your willful blindness and denial you are incapacitating all us and our people from recognizing evil from recognizing the threat of evil and from us organizing and preparing ourselves to do something about it so the people who are asleep Willfully asleep and priding themselves that they're optimists and lecturing to us. these are actually the people that are enabling and abetting the awful things coming down the line because they're they're weakening our effort to prepare ourselves for what's coming. Jamie, what do they say when you throw Cuba
0: at him, When you throw Venezuela at him, When you throw China at him, When you throw the Soviet Union? When you throw Mao at him, When you throw Stalin and Lenin at him, When you throw what? What? When you throw Maduro and Hugo Chavez? What? What? What do they look? What, what, we have a history book.
1: Mhm. Well, you see, Gary, it's very interesting there. You see. Chomsky had to deny what was happening with the Cambodian refugee. When the Cambodian refugees were trying to say what the Khmer Rouge were doing, mm-hmm. Chomsky was trying to discredit them. We know that Walter Durante tried to hide. And when he was at the New York Times, he tried to hide what the Stalinist purges were doing. There's no way you could get to these people. This is a, This is a religion. I was always wondering, okay, so I was wondering if I if you go on the view and you bring on Annie Cyrus, who's the producer of my show, she escaped Iran when she was a little girl, she was a child bride, she escaped, she has she can tell you what happened to her under Islam. If somebody like Annie Cyrus, if somebody like Bridget Gabriel, here Siali, go on the view and begin to say. What happened to them under Islam, what happens under Islam, and why it happens. You're going to get pushback there. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. They're going, to oh, well, not all Muslims do that. Yeah, but we didn't say that all Muslims did it. We're talking about Islam. So they have all these tactics they use, but not all. And so I've always been interested. Why are you trying to stop that? Like, what are you afraid of? Why? Why? Why don't you want to admit what happened with Mao? Why don't you want to admit what happened with Sal? Why don't you want to admit how many vaccine injuries there are today? Why don't you want to admit what those microscopic fibers do from the mask when they go through your nose and into your lungs? Why don't you want to admit what that does? Why? Why can't you admit all of these things? And here's the key. If, if, If Whoopi Goldberg... Or Joy Behar, if they say, Oh, yes, surahs nine five, surahs nine two five in the Quran, they inspire and sanction violence against mm-hmm. the Kufr, against the infidel. Oh, all these teachings in the Quran, 2431, you know, thirty five forty nine, these surahs that Mandates hijab, and if you don't wear the hijab, you are allowed to be molested. Oh, and then these other surahs, Surahs 4 3, and the other surahs that sanction captives of the right hand, slavery, uh, uh, sex slavery, etc., etc. Guess where you're going to go with all that? So if you start admitting that, if you start listening to all this, and 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 Joy Behar will have to listen to this and then say, oh, yes, there's a problem with Islam. You know what? Western civilization is superior to Islamic culture and Islamic ideology. America and the Judeo-Christian mm-hmm. tradition are superior to Islam, to communism, etc., etc. etc. We're superior, so that's the next logical admission, right? Yeah. But when you admit that America is superior and Western civilization is superior, guess what? That Western, superior, Western civilization is worth protecting and saving. Right. We need to protect and save America and Western civilization. But that goes against their whole well, their whole reason for being. because it- the whole reason they're alive, and and doing what they do is to destroy democratic capitalism, to destroy the American dream, to destroy individualism. So they have to push the victims of Islam, of communism and of vaccine injuries into invisibility, into historical amnesia. They have to drown out. That's why they hated my dad so much. Called him a fascist, called him a racist, called him every name in the book. Because when he came to America, he was trying to tell his leftist colleagues in university what happened in the Soviet Union, and they hated him for that. So,
0: because their part, of part it, yeah. yes, because it's not, once again, people say it out loud it's not about the issues, it's about the revolution. Jamie, when I was young, um, I saw a movie, Jesse James.
1: And Gary, And yes. Gary, I'm so sorry. You're absolutely right. I just want to add one more thing. They're going to lose all their friends too. Yeah. Because lefti- leftism is a social yep. life. Yep. It's a social community. Right. And the moment it's they... Lifestyle. I, there were many leftists who whispered to me, please just leave me alone for now. I need my friends in university. If I end up agreeing with you, they're gonna see me as a Trump supporter and I'm gonna be kicked out of my community and I'm not gonna have any friends left. The left is merciless. So a lot of these leftists, they they just, they just love to see themselves in a certain way and they need to be seen by others in a certain way. So it takes a lot of courage to leave the left. And I'm sure you have your own story to tell of the price you had to pay for becoming a conservative.
0: Well, first off, that was there was no price for that because the price was becoming a Christian, but the price I paid was nothing close to the blood of Christ. So for me, it, no, you know, I know. But it's, what it's I just mean, lov- Gary, I just mean, thing. I'm, sh-
1: I'm sh- no. Amen. I just mean I'm sure that there are friendships you lost and there are people in your community who frown on you.
0: I lost them and all, you, Jamie. All every all my relatives and all my friends. But the beautiful thing is, you know,
1: but you, God yeah, God
0: replaced exactly. them, replaced them with others. Yeah,
1: but, but, but most people, Gary, are are too scared of that. They're too scared of that. I hear they, you. they need the appro- yeah. They need the approval of their friends, and so that's why they will never listen. So over the years, I remember this one woman. She just couldn't believe that I like Trump. And she was like, you like Trump? Why do you like Trump? And I was like, I just, I'm not, I've already learned over the years. I just said there's, no, there's not even a reason arguing about this. Because if you end up agreeing with me, can you name me one friend that you will still have if you begin to verbalize my arguments in your community? Will you have one friend left? And she knew the answer to that, and that's why she needs to stay a leftist. I hear you.
0: I hear you. Jamie, the editor of Front Page Magazine and the host of the web TV show, the Glazov Gang. Please tell people about your magazine and about the gang and who's in the gang. I, what I was going to say previously uh, was that when I was young, I saw a movie, Jesse James, with uh, with uh, Tyrone Power, and I got into the Jesse James Gang. And then when I was in high school and in college, uh, growing up in Jersey, I was into Cool in the Gang, which was an RB group from down the road in T-Neck. So now we have the Glazov Gang. So Tell people about the Glazoff gang and about uh, Front Page magazine.
1: I sure will. But, Gary, I just want to apologize ahead of time. I should have warned you that the people who interview me, they immediately become members of the Glazoff gang and they can check out every time they want, but they can never leave. Oh, that's so great. You're a member- that's
0: great. Yeah, you're That's the type of the- gang I want to be of- a member of. <laughs> I want to be a member of a gang like this, cause I know some of your gang. I know some of the people in the gang. I got the, one of them's my friend, a couple have been on the show, and this this is the type of gang I want to be a part of because the the, yeah, gang is about, the gang is about truth.
1: absolutely. so so I um, was trying to understand the left my whole life and years back, many years ago. Don't like to think that it was too many years ago. Because I was once a young man, I'm not so sure anymore. But years back, I wrote a script called "15 Tips on How to Be a Good Leftist." I just—it was a satirical mockery of leftists. And I went and read a uh, this book by this person named David Horowitz. I was following him a little bit. Wrote, wrote, went and re- read his new book. I think it was in '96. Uh, the Radical Sun, it was his memoir. And I went and read it just to sharpen my thinking and my sk- uh, th- skills on understanding it. So uh, some great ideas in there. And then when I finished my script, I I was so moved by David's book that I wrote him a letter. And, I, and I, I decided to send the letter to him. And when I sent the letter, I had just printed my script up. I thought, here, let me put this script in this envelope. Didn't think too much of it, and I just sent it. And then a couple of weeks later, I got a call from him. And uh, and then the journey began. I had be, you know, I was a columnist for a while. Then I became editor. David Horowitz is a former leftist. He was a leader of the New Left, and the Black Panthers ended up killing a friend right, of his. Right. Right. And uh, he began to investigate. What happened to her? And all of a sudden he ran into, uh, you know, he ran into what we run into. Oh, the paralyzed person down the street from the vaccine injury. And the leftists say, shh, 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 you don't need to talk about that. Just be quiet about that. You know, we've got a revolution to pursue here. You know, so it was the same thing back then. The Black Panthers were, and the leftists were saying, don't worry about Betty Van Patter. Just be quiet because we've got larger things to do, Right. And so we know how the left uh, operates, sacrificing human life on the altar of ideals. But David was courageous and noble enough, unlike most leftists, to, to pursue it. And in the end, he realized that the Black Panthers and their murder of his friend was all rooted in the Marxist idea. It was rooted in Marxism. And in his intellectual journey... He turned against the left. He escaped the belly of the beast and he dedicated his life to fighting the left. And I dedicate my life to fighting the left because of where I'm from and what happened to my parents because the the killing fields in the Soviet Union and the murder of my my family members and of my people all rooted in the Marxist socialist idea. So, So in the end, I... I, I, you know, so I very much admire David. He's one of the most important thinkers and warriors on our planet because he took this evil idea on. He took the idea on and he understands this evil idea better than most people on the planet. And he's a very important figure and it's an honor to. Be on his side and to be on the front lines along, uh, 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 you know, uh, by his side. So he leads the David Horowitz Freedom Center. It's a think tank, battle tank, if you want to call it that, in an intellectual sense. And uh, one of its projects is Front Page Magazine. It's 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 a magazine, a daily magazine, and I'm the editor. And we fight the war at home and abroad. And so we're trying to expose what the left is up to and how it's aiding and abetting our enemies at home and abroad. And, uh, and also, when I was a little kid, my mom says that I was already showing puppet shows uh, when I was four or five years old. I remember I was seven, eight years old. I was pretending I was David Brinkley and making these little tapes, and I would pretend <laughs> I'm George Will, and then Sam Donaldson, and then I would p- play David Brinkley. And I'm just a little kid, but I... I I always wanted to do that. That's one of the things. So I always wanted to do this. That's one thing. Always wanted to host a show and talk about things, talk about issues. But I'll say something else. That all my life I'm watching, you know, Anderson Cooper, Don Lemon, Rachel Maddow. And I'm always thinking, ask the question. Ask the question. Oh, they didn't ask the question. Ask the question. Oh, they didn't ask the question. Why didn't they invite Robert Spencer? Where's David Horowitz? Where's Candace Owens? Where's this person? Where's this person? You know, and so throughout my whole life, I noticed there was a huge gap in what could be talked about and who was allowed to say stuff. So I started my own uh, web TV show. It's called The Off Gang. And uh, Annie Cyrus, wonderful woman that helped me do it. She's the producer. I owe a lot to her. And so... She, We created this show, The Glazoff Gang, and uh, it's just dedicated to, you know, to exposing what the left is up to and fighting for the truth, asking the questions that won't be asked in our establishment culture and establishment media and bringing on the voices. You know, so recently, you know, we had Dr. Peter McCullough, we had Naomi Wolf, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Dr. Peter Bregan. And so we're just bringing all these people on. And we have to leave YouTube because we're just strike one, strike two, strike mm-hmm. three, suspension. So we're on Rumble now. So please, everybody go to Rumble. Look up the Glazoff gang. And um, so just battling for the truth. Um, Gary, thank you so much.
0: Well, well, thank you for coming on. You know, you have been an outstanding guest. You've, you've given the people a lot to think about. Uh, Jamie, please tell them how they can reach you and anything else you'd like to promote.
1: Well, thank you very much. Um, everybody read frontpagemag.com. Come to my website, jamieglazov.com. Please subscribe to my newsletter at jamieglazov.com. And uh, you'll see the Glazov gang there. Also subscribe to the Rumble channel of the Glazov gang. And uh, just, you know, go to jamieglazov.com and press refresh every five minutes. <laughs> uh, but uh but it's very very important that you go to front page follow david horowitz and uh there's incredible people out there like daniel greenfield he's a shillman fellow at the david horowitz freedom center he has the blog called the point at front page and look what's very important right now is speak the truth say the truth if you don't want to do anything then support the people that are support a great guy named Gary that's interviewing me right now support Candace uh, thank Owens thank you I appreciate support that support Robert Malone support the brave people that you know Tucker Carlson support the truth tellers if you yourself don't want to do anything but it doesn't take much say something to a neighbor write a letter join, you know, a nice quote-unquote peaceful organization. Why I'm saying that is that we're all accused now of being terrorists even if we have a wrong idea. So, just saying civil civil disobedience on some levels where you're being forced to do something that you don't want to do, like taking a shot, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and uh, just supporting, you know, the truth-tellers on the front lines.
0: Yeah, uh. That that helps. You know, my my uh, my thing is just telling everybody just give one, just flip one vote, blue to red, just get mm-hmm. one. And that person will get one and that person will get one. We can do this one heart at a time, changing one heart at a time. But it's got to be yeah, done. Yeah. But,
1: yeah. But, Gary, can you tell me? You know, of course, I believe in voting. Of course, it's very important. But it just gets so disheartening. Can you tell me that recent vote? where they could have voted down in the Senate, the, the Biden mandates. Why did those four Republicans leave town?
0: Yeah, well, see, you're, you're, you're opening up another can of worms that we'll have to save for another time, you know. Yeah. And, and what? Because now we're going to start to get into who who who's really on whose side, election fraud, election mm. integrity and uh, all kind of things. That gives me a reason now to bring you back. Right, mm, mhm, mhm, mhm,, no, but just uh, it just
1: I mean, we get disheartened, but we still we still keep fighting on and exactly voting absolutely, and uh I mean, wow, I mean, just trump, what a what a great, great man, right, and DeSantis, DeSantis. what a great man, you know, we're right. a little so, bit confused about Trump and the vaccine. I love Trump but that's a whole other topic and a whole other Yeah, history. that so that that we can
0: day. get into because there's a there's a mm-hmm. lot of you know obviously part of it is since he was ahead of the curve and was uh, responsible for bringing it out at first. Now to say it's not safe, you know, there, there's some issues there. And understand what you're talking about there. But when you're talking mm-hmm. about the four Republicans, it's not just four. When you're talking about uh, people need to understand. And I think what's happening now, God is doing his sif, And we're, we're seeing either on the side mm-hmm. of Constitution or you're on the side of communism. And you're starting to see the middle is being dried up in which you're either going to go to truth and constitutionalism or you're going to go far left and communism. And you're starting to see, you're starting to see who established Republicans, what they really are. You're starting to see the GOP, what it may really be. You're starting to see the rhinos and you're starting to see everybody is now having to stand up and be counted because the left has taken away their cover. So uh, we're, we're 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 sifting and finding out who everybody is Jamie and uh we need to, we need to get these rhinos and these these uh establishment republicans the heck out of there because they 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 don't have the stones to fight for
1: us yeah and i don't think they like to win
0: no, all they like to do is just uh, make friends and and just everybody, let everybody be happy and I'll be in charge for a while and then you can yell and scream and get money to get me thrown out and then uh, you'll be in charge and then I'll yell and scream and say, send me money so I can throw you out and we just keep kicking the can down the road and we're globalists and everything and Trump comes in and he's saying America first, American exceptionalism and shows everybody how to do it. He took on the unholy trio, the liberalism, uh, political correctness, the disingenuous mainstream media, and as you said, they hate him for it because everything they've been working for 100 years to establish in communism, he was in the process of dismantling it in four years. So he had to yeah. go. And yeah,
1: also, and also where conserv- many conservatives are so pathetic, you know, the ones that didn't like how rude Trump was and how mean Trump was and what Trump was saying and what he said here and there, You know, so so you like to lose then, Right. So you like to lose. So you like all those. You like the Romneys that lose elections. The bottom line is Trump fights. There you go. Trump would talk back. See, the left doesn't like it when you fight back. But Trump would be, quote, unquote, mean. And Trump would punch back and Trump would be rude. And thank God for that. That's why he won.
0: Jamie, you want to shut them up? You want to shut them up? You want, you want me to? Have, it's a very simple way to shut people up that say that. Tell them, open your Bible and look at John the Baptist and the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and listen to what mm-hmm. they said. Game, mm-hmm. set, mm-hmm. match, drop the mic. Mm-hmm. Jamie, you've been a wonderful mm-hmm. guest. I thank you thank for you coming so on. Much. You're welcome to come back and uh, God bless you
1: and your family. Very, very grateful, Gary. Thank you so much. It was a a real privilege. Thank you.
0: Same here. I really enjoyed speaking to you. There you have it, Mr. Jamie Glazoff. And um, he was telling it like it is. And people, you do have to understand where he came from. He has seen this firsthand. His family saw it firsthand. Some of them died because of this firsthand. We can't let them take control of this country. No way, no shape, no how. Not on our watch. I want to thank my guest, Jamie Glazoff, for giving us a lot to think about in regard to where we actually are as a nation, not in a good place to say the least, and what we must do to get where we want to be. Jamie clearly unpacked why we must be alert and diligent to retain our freedom and liberty, that there's an insidious, evil, subversive faction working within our midst to bring down our nation. The end result of these colliding political ideologies is up to us, folks. This podcast is available for download at radioinfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. That's it for now. Thanks for joining us. So until the next time, this is your host, Gary Benford, saying God bless you, God bless your families,